So here's the issue. Right now, there are more podcast books and information on fitness than ever. But which ones have the best information? Which ones will help you grow as a person the most? Which ones will get you to the next level in your life? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Coach Cody Smith, and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. Today, this is actually an interview that I did with Chaz Spackman on his podcast, Lost and Lifting uh, Radio. It's a great show, and it, what's really cool about it is most people know me as the fitness guy, right? The the trainer, the nutrition guy, the one that talks about programming. But what has been something that's been really profound to me, especially during this COVID-19 uh, shutdown, has been just my love for personal development and mindset and the mental side of the the, the whole fitness thing. So in this interview today, we, we talk very little about fitness and more about family and, and mindset and personal growth and how to actually expand as a person and let that run alongside your fitness and your nutrition. So I hope you guys get a lot out of it. It's a it's a great show. And if you don't already, go ahead and check out his go ahead and check out his uh, podcast, and then uh, give him a subscribe and then follow him. He's a great dude, and uh, we had a great conversation. And I'm just super excited for you guys to listen today. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start the show. Cody, I appreciate you coming on today, dude. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a it's a it's an honor to be on your show. I mean, you came on mine, and I was like, dude, our conversation was great. So when you invited me on, it was uh, I was like just ready for another good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I had a really good time coming on your show too. So I'm glad that we get a chance to to come onto mine and just talk shop. I feel like we have a ton in common yeah. um, with the gyms and with fitness and coaching and everything. So I feel like we can have another really good conversation that's a little bit different than we had the one that we had on your your podcast, obviously. But uh, I'd love to hop into talking about like the gym, you're a gym owner, you're a coach, all that kind of stuff. So first and foremost, just give us a little bit of background on you and uh, what you currently are doing in your life. Yeah. So, um, my background is 100% not fitness related. I played baseball basically my entire life and I struggle with my weight. And it's funny because I dove into this a little bit the other day when I was talking with a good friend of mine and, um, in Virginia, and I'll kind of preface this with like, uh, I guess where my, my fat kid roots come from. So in Virginia, we had this amusement park and, and this amusement park had like a, a very, um, it had a roller coaster called the Loch Ness Monster, right? And I remember going to that, getting to the gift shop and getting this very specific hat, right? That had like, the, it was like the hat and had the cape on the back. And um, I wanted to get that hat because my buddies and I used to play this karate game in the front yard to where we would like do karate against each other essentially. And I wanted to wear that hat while I did karate because I felt like it went with my outfit and my suit. And um, where this ties back in is I remember as early as probably nine or 10 years old, wearing that hat with my shirt off, doing karate with my buddies in the front yard and my friends calling me Butterball. Like that was my fighting name, Butterball. And I wore this stupid hat and uh, this led to a, a long life battle with my weight and my fitness and not feeling confident about myself. And it wasn't until when I went into the military that for the first time ever, I had found power in exercising. I had found power in working out. And in boot camp, I developed a, a love for like doing push-ups and squats and sit-ups and running. And this carried on until getting out of boot camp and going to my first A school in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and meeting my first training partner. And uh, like most training partners, he trained me how he trains, right? Which was five days a week, 
doing everything in there. And I just remember being so wicked sore and uh, doing his bodybuilding program with him. And this continued on and on. And I got to my first ship in the Navy and basically spent six months working out and uh, doing nothing with my nutrition and getting anywhere. I mean, it was just basic, basically wasted six months of my life doing exercise that didn't make sense. And uh, when I got out, actually, because I was so frustrated that I didn't get any results while being in the military and, and doing that workout thing in the gym every day, I actually stopped exercising and then spent the better part of a year getting fat again, all the way up to almost 300 pounds. And I remember going to the doctor uh, to get one of my yearly physicals. And I was a smoker. I was drinking. I was partying. And this doctor was essentially like, dude, you're, you know, you're 22 years old. You've, you know, in your chest x-ray, you have these white lines that are uh, very similar to like, you know, somebody in their late 40s or early 50s from the like how hard a person is on their body. And I basically went home that day and decided that I was going to change. I was done. That scared, like, you know, because my, my family's unhealthy. My mom and dad both, they're, they struggle with diabetes and, and hypertension and all these different things. And I saw myself going down that similar path. So it basically scared me straight. And I went home that day and I said, I'm going to start training. And I started running. I joined, uh, I, I decided my training was going to be martial arts. So I joined a martial arts gym called Eastern Academy. And I actually started practicing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this led, like most of us who start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, into a love for MMA. And then I started fighting at the amateur level. Uh, I, and during my amateur career, I initially went in fighting as a heavyweight. And for, for lack of better terms, I was a big big slow guy that would win just basically because of my range is hard to deal with at that level right and um during that time i got introduced to something called crossfit crossfit was being done by a gym in virginia beach that was like our sister gym we kind of worked together and we trained with each other's fight teams and they introduced me to crossfit as part of the conditioning program and i hated it it was the worst thing ever it was like well how is how is doing this 10 minute workout in one five by five set of deadlifts going to make me jack and strong. It just didn't make sense to me. And um, I actually stopped doing it, but this continued. I kept getting my butt kicked. I kept getting my butt kicked. And then I was like, all right, if, um, and this, so I was just getting my butt kicked in training by guys that were smaller than me. I was still winning fights somehow. So then I decided like, you know what? I'm still doing the, the running and the, the bodybuilding thing. It's not, it's not doing what I hoped it would do. So long story short, I jumped headfirst into CrossFit and, and went full on into it. And then I started decimating guys at the amateur level in uh, MMA. I won uh, middleweight belt at 185. I fought, I weighed in at 186, fought at 185, won the How title there, 6'5". Uh, yeah, you're tall. That's what I thought. Yeah, so yeah. Lean. So one at 185. I was much larger than the other guy. Decided I would never cut down that low again because it was extremely challenging. Mm -hmm. And then I won two belts at light heavyweight and ended up going um, 10 and 0 in my amateur MMA career. Then during that time, I was going through a divorce with you know my ex and a lot, of, a lot of life stuff got really hard. And I decided that something had to go. I had started training the fight team in CrossFit and parents were starting to watch and they were getting interested. And I had started like a little following of people that wanted to do CrossFit. And I approached my trainer or my MMA coach at the time. And I said, his name was Greg. And I was like, Greg, what do you think about me starting a martial arts gym here or a uh, CrossFit gym here? And he was like, let's do it. So I went and got certified. I actually started in the second story of our martial arts studio. And this grew, I don't know, until almost about 30 or 40 people. And then we grew into another space. And then all the while, I just really started to develop a love 
for training and nutrition. I was loving what it was doing for me. I was like getting this dopamine hit when clients would get success in their own life. I start, I stopped doing mixed martial arts. I focused solely on being a business owner. And then uh, long story short, grew from one place to another. We actually moved from Virginia all the way out to Washington state during this period uh, with my, my, my wife now. And uh, we started our gym in a very small garage here in Washington and grew from space to space. And uh, now we have a 10,000 square foot facility and we opened a year and a half ago a martial arts studio so that I could get back to my roots and start doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So that's kind of the, the, the conception to now. And, and I sped through a lot of that. So hopefully that was good context as to where I'm coming from. And, and uh, at this point, I'm, I would say I'm not really a CrossFit coach anymore. Sure, I definitely stick to the functional fitness side, but I've also developed a love for just training and nutrition as a whole. And more importantly, lately into like the life coaching side of it too. So uh, hopefully that answers that question and, and gives enough uh, context there. No, that was great. That really gives me a lot of context about your life that I had no idea too, right? We follow yeah. each other on Instagram a lot. So like you see what's going on now, but you really don't understand each other's mm -hmm. backgrounds and where it all came from. So that's super cool. I'd like to dissect, dissect though into the actual opening the gym. So when you went from Virginia and you moved out here to Washington, was the gym in Virginia at the time successful? Like, did you have a lot of, was it hard to, to leave Virginia to come here to open up a gym or was it still something that was just kind of like underground and hadn't really taken off in Virginia yet? Yeah. So, you know, when I, when, when I first started running a CrossFit gym, it was pretty much if you had workouts and ran classes, you could grow you could grow clientele. I knew nothing of marketing. I knew nothing of business. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I paid taxes the first two years. It's probably illegal. So if somebody <laughs> from the IRS is listening to me and you look up my old business, I could likely get in trouble. But I had no idea what I was doing, man. And this, I essentially still was super fortunate that my abilities of, as a coach and my ability to talk and communicate with people just got them on board with us. We built a community sure. in Virginia. We got almost to about, I would say a little over a hundred members in Virginia. And then, uh, the, the, I mean, she was my girlfriend at the time, but we were basically deciding that, you know, she was getting ready. To, she was in the military. She was going to have to pick orders to go somewhere else. So we had to make a decision of like, do we want to pursue our life together or, you know, do I stay here? Mm -hmm. You know, there's like custody with my oldest son and stuff like that. That was going to be part of it as well. And uh, this basically led us to like, look, I, I'm down with you. I'm going wherever you are. Um, I'm all in on you. So mm -hmm. she got, she drew orders to Washington and I had to make a decision. I had a coach that worked for me at the time. Her name was Jesse. And I, and she was like my head coach that had uh, come up with me from the rank from like, you know, she was one of my personal training clients to uh, one of my coaches to like essentially somebody on my leadership team. <clears throat> and I approached her and I was like, Jesse, I'm leaving. Here's what I'm willing to do. Just take all of our clients. You can buy whatever gear you want. You can replace whatever you want. I will transfer all of their accounts over to you. I want nothing other than, this community to keep going. That's awesome. And uh, I essentially gave it to her and started all over again with 15 barbells, two rowers, uh, an at-home garage pull-up bar, and about probably 600 pounds in weights. Wow. And essentially grew to it there. So it was successful, but the context of that success is based off the fact that most gyms who opened their doors were successful in the CrossFit space at that time. It wasn't until now where it really matters. Like you got to have a business sense. Everything's so saturated. Sure. Yeah. You got to understand marketing and uh, you, you got to know things like funnels and retention and all these different strategies that, you know, you probably know really well as, uh, on top of this. But uh, I would say the success was relative to the context of the environment, I guess you could say. 
Yeah, no, that makes total yeah. sense. Same with the online coaching space too, mm -hmm. right? Like I remember four or five years ago getting into it, you could literally post anything little and it was easier to pick up clients at that time because the market wasn't so saturated. And now right. you really have to have an understanding of your messaging, who you're targeting and that sort of stuff. So that's really cool. What about, so when you came to Washington um, and you started the gym here, did it take off just like it had in Virginia? Was it that same sort of concept? It was CrossFit. So it started to take off again, or did you have to have um, like another job while you're getting that started? Kind of give me a little bit of a background on that and how you got started in Washington with the actual gym. That's a great question. And I'm not going to just give you an answer. I'll give you a revelation that I had. Awesome. So I tried to start a business in Washington and failed repeatedly. I had a real estate agent at the time. I had no money to start over with again. Again, I gave it all away. I didn't have any money with the new gym. I, no business sense, right? Sure. I just, my thought was like, just do for others. Right. That's, Rest, that like, was the thought in Virginia. Just right. Just, just do for others. Going, whatever. Yep. So I, I gave this away and I came to Washington with no money and only a dream. And I had got a real estate agent. I was going around and looking at things. I had no um, startup money and, and no, because I didn't do things the right way. I had no history, no books to show a bank for a loan. So I, I was really screwed if I'm being honest. And I had two clients that I was training in my garage and that I just randomly got <clears throat> through conversations on Facebook and stuff like that. Cause I would engage people constantly. And I was coaching at a gym local here and two of the people that I had engaged through social media actually showed up to this gym one day and we had a conversation and they actually didn't, they, they were, they thought I was cool, but didn't really engage. I was like, come to my garage, work out with me. I'm fun. I promise. And they're like, <laughs> no dude, we just met you today. It's not cool. <laughs> so I remember going home that day. And uh, at the time my wife's a nurse, she was going to work in her 12 hour shifts and I'm new to Washington. I coach for an hour a day at a, at a local gym. I come home and I spend the rest of the time, hypothetically speaking, in an apron, cooking and cleaning and doing all the things that a stay-at-home house husband would do mm -hmm. and with my son. And my wife had several days before that was like, look, you've got to figure out something because this gym thing doesn't seem like it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember just being miserable. As a military person, you can pretty much fill out an application on USA Jobs and you can get a job, right? So mm -hmm. I had filled out an application for... Uh, UPS, FedEx, all these different places. And I actually got called back that same day after I met that couple and then went home and started doing more applications and stuff. And I got called back and I was going to set up a interview for the following week. So that night, I remember being so miserable from filling out these applications and realizing that like, I am going to have to go back to work. <laughs> Excuse me. And what do most people do when they're down on their luck? They pray. They asked, they asked the higher power, the voice, right? Mm -hmm. So I prayed and I said, God, please give me something. Please show me a sign that I'm meant to do this, that I'm meant to coach people. Like I went to the divine place, not a church guide, not of any faith. And then the very next day I, I met back up with that couple again, coaching that same class. They came back to the gym. We talked for about three hours after just standing outside of this gym. We had closed up. We're sitting out in the parking lot. We're talking and they're like, you know, it's funny that we met you yesterday because our, the, the owner of our gymnastics facility, because they're gymnastics coaches, the owner of our gymnastics facility just said yesterday, he wants to start a CrossFit gym inside of the facility. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm a CrossFit coach and I want to start a gym. And they actually set up a meeting between the two of us. So call it divine, call it consequence, call it whatever you want. I'll tell you what I felt is mm -hmm. I asked the question of a higher power. 
and I got delivered that thing to say, look at me, eyes on me. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, not to make this a, a religious podcast, but I am a man of, man of faith because that very thing showed me that like there's always something that you're not expecting that will come along. The idea, the thought, the success, that big break, it can happen for you at any time if you just are open to it happening to you. Like there's a book called The Big Leap and it's essentially the entire book is about like being open to being successful and some good things happening to you. So uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, I met this gymnastics coach. And he didn't, he was kind of unsure. He had some other friends that owned a CrossFit gym and he was thinking about just letting them open the facility inside of his. And he said that there was something about our conversation that kept making him think of giving me a shot. So he actually bought my initial batch of, uh, he bought my first rig, my first pull-up rig so that I could run classes. And he bought a couple boxes for me. And he said, look, you run this gym inside of here and I'll give you X amount of percentage per client that you bring in. And that's all I needed. All I needed was a chance. And then if you fast forward, the, those two gymnastic coaches, one, uh, I trained him for a long time and, and he did some competition. The other one, I trained her all the way up to making it to the CrossFit Games as an individual. Wow. So from meeting them, them giving me a contact to make my first break in the space, to training her through regionals, when it used to be a regionals for the CrossFit or for the CrossFit um, sport. And then all the way to making, I believe it was 2017, she made it as an individual. We, our gym got showcased on the local news several times. And it was like, it was a cool, this cool journey that it all came from like one, one conversation with divine power, right? One thought of like, just give me an opportunity. All I needed was that chance yeah. to really get started. And that's, especially when you're down on your luck, that's, that's how it right. seems to happen, right? When the best things happen in your life, it's right in the nick of time. Totally. That's a, that's an awesome story, man. That's, that is really cool to hear. So did you end up having to get another job as you started the gym or did, did that just kind of start to happen for you in that sense? Did that take a long time to build or how did that work? Uh, it definitely took a long time to build, but it got my wife off my back just enough to go, sure. okay, he's making progress. Sure. And um, it's funny, we were having a conversation the other day and she, and I was like, I was just a diamond in the rough, babe. Aren't you glad that you waited on me? Because now, you know, we do really well. And even through some of this stuff, we, uh, we still have a very abundant and fruitful life. And it's just, uh, it's funny, like looking back because it wasn't instant success. I remember my first pit, my first check was $280. Mm -hmm. I didn't even cash it. I still have it, That's but it awesome. was like, but it was like, gosh, like all I, I remember being so excited that I was, went from goose egg to 280. So it was not an instant success. It was a very long, slow process, but we actually talked about this on, on, on my show about like building small versus building fast. I think it, it gives you an opportunity to grow into your greatness. It gives you an opportunity to figure this out versus some that will do like, oh, that take a hundred thousand dollar loan and I'll start a business. And it's like, you know, nothing of this yet. You're going to burn it to the ground. You often see those fail later versus just taking our time and building up. Right. So yeah, not overnight success took some time, but it was all I needed. I didn't Absolutely. have to get that job. I, they called me back and I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm going to continue <laughs> doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That is, that's super awesome. And we did have that conversation about starting very small and building up. The reason that I ask is, is just because I know a lot of, I get a lot of DMs and people on social media, like, how did you start your gym? What did you do to be able to be doing what you're doing today? But a lot of the times they don't realize the struggle that you go through in the beginning stages. They see where you're at today and think, oh, if I start, well, that's where I'm going to be as soon as I have everything up and going, right? They think like you just begin and it's like this instant, like you're successful, you're doing what you want, you're working for yourself, you're financially stable. But I remember when I started my gym, I just barely quit my full-time job last summer. It's been 
last June. So it's been almost a year now at this point, but I started that gym back in 2016, I believe. Mm -hmm. So like, it's a slow grind to be able to build something and be able to make it a sustainable business for yourself doing something that you love. And a lot of people I think don't understand that. So it's cool to hear your backstory too, being backed up against the wall. Like I've got to go get a job or else I'm going to make this work. And then for things to align the way that they did for you to be able to, to be where you are today. That's just a really cool story. I think it's important to remember too, that like, we, you know, everybody talks about like the iceberg analogy, right? Like how many memes do you see about like, you know, you only see I love the, that the iceberg, picture. you don't see yeah. it, right? Like it's, a, but it's a, it's a, it's such a true reminder yeah. because you know, as well as like pretty much any successful person that I've met or like, I, you know, I go, all, I'll go all in on paying for coaching. I mean, we've talked about that as well. Like mm-hmm. I thousands and thousands of dollars contributed to learning these things. And as I get in more circles around people that are millionaires people that are doing, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a month. Like as you start to meet these people, you realize that they weren't handed anything. That's why they have such a healthy respect. And that's why they continue no matter what happens, no matter what economy comes, they can like the real entrepreneurs, the real business owners, the real business leaders, they stay above water no matter what, because they've had their feet to the fire and they know how to handle that. And this, this COVID thing for me, and no, I didn't want to talk about it, but like, no, absolutely. That, that's this, perfect this, context yeah, to it. Absolutely. This thing for me, like it held my feet to the fire and it was like, do you mm-hmm. still got it? Do you still want it? And for me, it was like, well, you, you're darn right. I got it. You, you know what I mean? Like responded yeah. in a manner that shows that like, I've still got that fire if I need it. And absolutely. it's like, so anybody listening to this, trying to start that business or like thinking that it's going to come easy to you, you, you better, you better stand by to stand by because you're going to take your licks and you're going to take your, your scars. And it's the ones that stick through that guys like you uh, and, and I and folks that we know, those are the ones that will be successful is because they're, they're, they're knowing that there's no quick fix. There's no secret yeah. with training, nutrition, none of that stuff. It's all the same. Yeah. It's almost like looking back at COVID now and, and in my community, I know you just said that you guys are looking at opening up back at the first of June, which is amazing. But in my community, we're just getting over it and get trying to get back to somewhat of a normal life and who knows the future and whatnot. But yeah, being on the other side of it at this point in retrospective, looking at it, it I, I've almost looked at the whole situation as just another challenge. Like we talked about on your podcast, I mentioned when I feel like when my back is up against the wall, that's when it, that's when I'm most motivated and ready to shine. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, bring on this challenge and let me prove to myself once again that I've still got it and can make a, a bad situation or an uncomfortable situation, a good situation in the long run. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you know, that this entire thing reminds me, I, I tell this parable to everybody all the time and, and, and I'm sure you've heard of it, but if you guys are listening to this right now, like here's a parable that, um, and I, I think majority of like both of our audiences are similar. So like people look, mm-hmm. listen to this for training advice, for nutrition advice, business advice, mindset, like all these things, right? If you remember this parable, right? The parable is like, there's two guys, right? There's one guy who's very successful and there's one guy that wants to figure out how that guy got successful, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy that's not successful asks the other guy, how did you get to where you got there? Like, how did you find that level of achievement? And he's like, I'll tell you what, I need you to meet me at this lake, you know, X amount of days from now, and I'll show you. So days go by and the successful guy is at the lake waiting for the other guy to show up. The guy shows up and the, the guy who has all this achievement is like, walk out into the water with me. And the other guy's like, I don't know why that, uh, why do you want me to come out of the water? I don't get it. We want to, I want to talk about like how you got successful. And he's like, I'm going to show you come out into the water with me. And then he welcomes out. Eventually the guy gives in and he walks out into the water with him. And then the guy who has had all this achievement has all the success, grabs him by the head and stuffs his head underwater. 
and he holds him there. And you can imagine there's thrashing, there's kicking, there's water, there's, there's waves going everywhere. And he's like trying to get out of under this guy's clutch of holding him underwater. And then the successful guy rips him up by the head. And, you know, the, of course, you can imagine the other the guy that just got held underwater is really upset. He's, su- he's super frustrated. And he's like, why would you do that? And he was like, when you want success as bad as you wanted air right then, then you'll have it. Then you'll achieve. And I share that parable with my clients all the time. One in particular recently who was getting ready to try to be a firefighter and she had to pass this fitness test and they call it the CPAT, right? And I think you probably train clients to get the same thing, right? So she had all these like physical exams that she had to do. And I said, and I was like, look, and I told her this parable and I was like, you have to want to be successful and to beat that test more than you want to breathe. And with that context, you're like, oh, okay. Like if I don't breathe, I die. And success is kind of like that, right? So I love that parable. And hopefully somebody can get something from that. I'm sure it's like a biblical verse. I'm a guy of faith, but I'm also within <laughs> the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's like a, a, in scripture somewhere. But that parable really, every time I get my back to the wall, it's like as bad as air, mm-hmm. as bad as air, right? And just kind of puts me back in that place. I absolutely love that, dude. I can relate to that uh, 100% just because that's how I feel. When I Look at the thought of like when COVID first started. And, and again, I said I wasn't going to talk about this. We weren't going to talk about this. It's hard but not I, to, right? <laughs> I know, man, because you bring this up and it, it's a yeah. tough situation that we've, especially as business owners that we've been dealing with. But like it puts that thought into your head like, oh shit, is this thing going to go under and I'm going to have to go get a regular job again? When I think of that thought of going to clock in for somebody else, something happens in my gut that, that just doesn't sit with me. I just, mm. I would almost rather not be alive than going to clock in at a nine to five job just because right. it, just doesn't click up in my brain. And I'm sure you can um, relate to that in some sort of a way. But Absolutely. where I've gotten today has been for myself, has been mostly self-taught, obviously, like watching other people from afar and learning from them and um, taking things that I've just gotten little nuggets off of from what they've said and implemented on my own. And it's gotten me to a point where I've built a a semi-successful coaching business that's going okay, a pretty successful gym. But I got to a point to where I realized I wasn't going to be able to get to where I wanted to go until I had, until I started working with somebody or started building relationships with other people that were past where I was. And I had talked with Jeremiah. Then I got on the podcast a few weeks ago and had a conversation with you. And we started talking about um, the mentorship that you go through and all this stuff. And after I got off of that podcast with you a few weeks ago, I was just like, damn it, I got it. I've been thinking about hiring a mentor as the same guy that we're both working with. And I was like, yeah. damn it. I just like, what am I, why do I keep pushing this off? Every time I get on a, a conversation with somebody that is doing really well, they're, they're making strides, they're happy, they're confident, they're moving their business forward. The same sort of things that I'm doing, but they have leadership and they're going to pass me by if I don't hop on the train too and start to take some of that on. So I would love to talk about um, you have a mentor, obviously we, we both work with the same person at this point. What do you, why do you still do that today? What's, and you've talked about, you've worked with other people as well. I can't remember the, who was the other one that you worked with? Uh, I work with Craig Ballantyne Craig and Ballantyne. another guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you've always had these mentors in your life, at least in the past, uh, however long it's been, but, uh, right. why do you do that? Why is that something that you still put in your life at this point with a successful business and everything that you have going on? Why is that still a pivotal aspect to you? Uh, one big piece is just accountability and a, and a, and outside eyes is what I call it. Like somebody who's not going to look through my lens because I, I, no matter how dialed in I try to be, no matter, like we see this with clients all the time, they try so hard, but they're only stuck in their lens. 
Mm -hmm. Like you can try to look outside of it all you are. And then you start telling yourself stories about how you can't do certain things. You're not capable of things. So I pay one for accountability. And the other piece of it too, is I pay for access, right? Because of the fact of the matter is, is like my mentor, like our mentor is super successful and he will continue to be pulled forward because he pays for access and accountability to pull him forward. Right. So I look at it as like, I want to pay for somebody that I can connect to and be pulled forward with them in turn, because, you know, and this is something to, to really take away as far as like who we're mentored by. Like I have been growing at a substantial rate for the past two years, not only because of his coaching, but because of my obsession with growth, mm-hmm. right? Because we all get obsessed with learning more with training and nutrition and, and mindset, business, marketing, like we get obsessed. And I know for myself that I have grown at a substantial rate to the point where like my friend circles are smaller, the amount of people that I can have conversations that are fruitful and life-giving have gotten smaller because as you, uh, as you ascend up the growth ladder, as you ascend up the, you know, the life ladder per se, not that I'm like better than anybody, but as you ascend, you start finding yourself in conversations that are um, not as life-giving and, and those groups of people get smaller and smaller. But despite my constant growth, my mentor has continued to grow and stay ahead of me in the same spot, right? Which is for me, like I'm going to continue to pay for that access until I've learned everything I can from him. And then I'm going to move on to somebody else. And then uh, I, I would even say at this point that he's a good friend of mine. I actually care about his family and like he cares about mine. And that's the type of person that I will respect. And, and, and I actually got this from Craig. He says, you want to get accountability and you want to get mentored by somebody that you deeply don't want to disappoint, mm-hmm. right? And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to disappoint um, our, our mentor at all. And he's older than me. I've got more kids. And, and, Wait, and he's younger than you. I'm sorry. He's younger than me. Sorry. Yeah. 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 He's, he's younger, younger than, than me too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's younger to me. And I'm be honest with yeah. you at first, I really was taken back by that. Like how, mm-hmm. how is he going to tell me stuff mm-hmm. about life? But he paid for access way before I did. He'd been coached six, seven, eight years before I even hired my first coach as a young dude, you know? So as far as like why I continue to do that, I pay for accountability, number one. And uh, number two, I pay for access, access to somebody who is continuing to grow above me that I can in turn grow from. Because I think we're all connected inside of this space. If we're going to do something really cool, we have to be part of a network, mm-hmm. right? Like you and I plug into a network. Mm-hmm. That's where we go. We, we plug in, we get our stuff, we go on, we give all of our energy to our clients, our businesses, our teams, our employees. And then we come back and we plug in again, but he's doing the same thing. He's plugging in and then he's plugging in or his mentors plugging in. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll never, I'll, I will actually never hire another coach who isn't coached. Right. So that. like I'll yeah. never have anybody coach me who doesn't get coached. And you know, you're going to, and like, I'm sure you found this in your time too, is like, because I pay for access because I pay for accountability, I can speak with so much more certainty and power to Man, my yeah. clients to get them to sign up because I'm, I'm look, I invest in this and this is why it's valuable. And I articulate that to them as well. So hopefully that answers your question is like accountability and access is the big thing for me. No, I, that's a, that's a great way to look at it too. I couldn't agree anymore, especially with that last little point that you said there as coaches, if we aren't continuing to and coaches and trainers and business owners, if we aren't continuing to improve our craft and practice what we preach in terms of being coached and understanding what it's, what it's like to be on that client side of things. Right. Um, I think we're doing our own clients a major disservice. And as well, I'm starting to realize this as I'm becoming his client, right? I've worked with other people in the past, but I've never had like a real one-on-one interaction with somebody. I've, I've, 
gone into like group classes and things mm-hmm. like that, business courses and stuff like that. But getting direct access to him has just been a complete game changer in that sense. And just like you said, it brings, it helps you show up and be so much more confident in yourself um, selling your services and your ability to be able to help others because you're practicing what you're preaching. You're investing into your knowledge to be able to plug in and give that back to your clientele as well. Yeah. And one more thing with that too, like uh, I forget the guy who ran the four minute mile. I, I've heard the story a thousand times, but you know, they had the guy that ran the four minute mile and then the, that same summer, like, you know, 30 other people did it. So for me, Cody is my, and, and I don't know if you want to name drop. No, him, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah Cody, absolutely. Cody is my four minute mile. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's done the things and is doing continuously the things that I want to do. And because he, he does it, he can, he can like breadcrumbs me, you know, like the Hansel and Gretel story. Like he can send me breadcrumbs and I'm just following along. And uh, I love it because as fast as I grow, I, I like, I'm trying to catch him. I'm telling you one day I will stand on this stage next to that dude and mm-hmm. we will have, we will teach and talk about like when he was my coach and, and maybe we have our own coaching program together, but that's my end game. I was like, I'm chasing to be as successful as he is. And guess what happens? My businesses are, are flourishing. My teams are getting fed. My, my clients are being taken care of, mm-hmm. but it's all because like of the continuous, like, you know, chase for growth because he's my four minute mile. And now I think I can run a four minute mile. Yeah. Right? I always, I like to refer to it as there's no like quick fixes or anything like that, obviously, but it's literally like having a cheat code in your back pocket. Like whenever right. you need to pull it, it's right there and it's ready for you. The one thing that I've realized in these first few weeks too is not necessarily realized, but just as far as showing up as a, as a business person, as a businessman, as a family man, as a father, um, how important it is to show up in every aspect of your life for your business to actually be able to prosper. Does that make sense? Totally. What are, totally. You, what are your thoughts on that? So like with Cody and working with him, what has that done for you just as a man and not just as a business and creating successful businesses in that aspect? Yeah. So, you know, what's funny about when I first started getting coached by Cody is I actually like I, I, I signed up with him <clears throat> to actually teach me how to run an online business. Mm-hmm. I was transitioning from, you know, Craig Ballantyne to another coach. Craig's, Craig's program is like a year long and then you either upgrade or you do that same program again. Mm-hmm. And I essentially decided like, was it for online business? Yeah, it was. It was for, well, you know, he teaches you, you do, you do his online workshop. You spend a weekend with him. You go to his, you know, his perfect, what was it called? his perfect life retreat, which is like, just like a big, like a, like a big seminar. And I went to that and made some great connections. But that weekend I spent two days with him, like learning and teaching and setting goals and stuff like that. And then it was like a year long coaching program where it was like mostly email coaching. Mm -hmm. But I like, I knew that I like, I needed to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. and I was scrolling one day and I, and I saw Cody and he was doing a snatch in a picture. And I was like, Oh man, that's a local, like, and I had thought that I'd seen him on like the CrossFit games, like leaderboards and stuff like that. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, he must have stopped doing CrossFit and doing training. And then I just started diving into his content, listening to his podcast. And he actually wasn't, mm-hmm. but he hooked me with that picture. And uh, in one of his episodes, he was talking about how he pursued uh, Jason Phillips to be his first business coach. Yeah. And was basically like, um, I need, like the only way that I'm going to grow is if I put myself in circles that help me to grow. So he approached Jason was like, I want you to business coach me. And Cody never talks about his mentorship to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I actually, and this that's is why like, I like I'm, it so much too. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying not to turn this into a commercial for him. And, and, yeah. and it is what it is, but like, sure. I, I reached out to him and I was like, I, I didn't know he did it. And I was like, I was like, Hey man, like I resonate with everything you say. Can you teach me what you do? 
Cause like Craig had turned me on to this world of online business and like what it means to grow a following on Instagram. Cause like before it was like, it was like cat memes and, and pictures yeah. of my kids. Like it was nothing. Right. Yeah. And uh, he had turned me on to it. And then Cody was like, he's a local dude. He's crushing it. He, he's everything that I want to have. Let me teach you that. And what was funny about it is when Cody started teaching me stuff, he didn't teach me nothing about marketing or online business. He coached me. Mm-hmm. right? Like our first, our first mastermind that we had, I went to it and he asked me questions that like, I was so uncomfortable to share, but it was also so fruitful. And I walked away from our first collective. Like I, it's like I had the film removed off my eyes because he coached me until, you know, and I coach this as well with all my mentor clients now and how I basically coach my teams is how I live in my family is that I realized through his teachings that there are four dimensions to your life for me, five right? So one of them is your body. One of them is your mind. One of them is your relationship with yourself or others. And then there's your business. Mm -hmm. And for me, there's also the faith component, right? To where like each one of these dimensions have to be in check because how many people do you know that have great bodies, great nutrition, but they're, they're terrible. In our case, like men that are terrible to women, they womanized or they're, you know, they're not present fathers, or they have all those things, they've got this great following, they look great on, on, on computers and photos and stuff, and their business is barely getting by. Mm-hmm. Or they're very good in business and their body's garbage and their mindset sucks. You know what I mean? Like it is, there's, you can never have it. And as I became a better father, as I became a better husband, as I became more tuned in with my fitness and my nutrition, finding space for my mind and my faith, when I tied, in, tied all these things together and put them in a bow, that's the first time that I got success. And when I learned that method, that's literally something that I obsessively teach to everybody now. And like every time I get a new mentor client of my own or another gym owner that I'm coaching or, you know, a coach that like just wants to learn more about what I'm doing, that's what I coach them on. And it's so funny because when you, when you start talking about like, they're like, Hey, you know, I want to, you know, how do you program? How do you do that? And I'm like, cool. You know, so tell me about your mindset. Tell Mm -hmm. me about like, what do you want? Why do you do it? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, tell me this stuff. And I'm like, no, no, we'll move on to that. But like, mm-hmm. we got to build the foundation first. And then when they start to see it, like, holy crap, I'm finding space for myself. My, my relationship with my wife or, 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 you know, my husband is on fire. And now I'm moving forward. It's the weirdest thing. So when he, and it was, it was, pol- it was polar, right? It was like mm-hmm. polarity from every other coaching program that I'd ever experienced. And, you know, this led me into, you know, I just joined the, the warrior program as well. That's awesome. Um, so I'm doing that on the side and I'm talking to Cody and he's going through it as well. So like we're sharing like mm-hmm. what we're learning, but it's cool to see his spin on it, tying more into nutrition and coaching or and training. And then the pure, like four dimensions of what they teach. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, like, I don't think there is success without those, those things because, and if it is a level of success, it's only momentary because eventually those other things catch up to you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that. That's been my my biggest takeaway in this first month is clearing up what's going on up in my head, what's going on in my relationships with my wife, with my daughter, with mm-hmm. my parents, with my siblings, and um, taking care of myself physically and nutritiously. First off, if I have those things on point, I'm, I show up as a businessman each day much more clear, much more focused, and much more driven to be able to go out and accomplish the things that I want to. If I don't have those things in line, I feel like I'm always playing catch up in terms of business. I'm always getting back to a message. I'm always um, re- writing an email. I'm always finishing up a program a little bit late, but, but putting my life in 
order, just making sure every, all four phases are where that they should be, or at least working on them all um, simultaneously, instead of throwing three out the back door and say, screw this, I'm going to go get mine. I find that the business side of things already just in this first month, I'm more motivated and the business has taken off more than it would have if I would have kept doing what I was doing, just merely focused on the business. So it's super interesting and it's been super eye-opening to me to realize that in this first month, which has been super awesome. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up and, and tell you that I appreciate you for having that conversation with me oh, back on our podcast because uh, that was one of like the final edges, like, all right, I just got to do this. So can I cool. share with you a mindset that I've really adopted? And hopefully you guys Please. listening to this right now can get something to it. And this 100% comes from uh, Garrett White and Wake Up Warrior. And I have adopted it and, and taken it to, to, to heights inside of my family. Like my family has a culture. We have core values. We have a, we have a, a mantra that we say, we say Smiths do hard things. My kids say it. I love they it. We'll ask each other. So like one of our core values is kindness. Mm-hmm. So my, my sons, when they're kind of acting crazy, my older, my, or my middle son will be like, are you being kind? Like they run these core values with each other. And it's cool. Like but, but this mindset that I've adopted, and you, can, and you can probably relate to this now, with this, like for me, five dimensions, mm-hmm. is that I have really adopted, like I am the king of my castle. My wife is my queen. My sons are the princes. And I always try to clarify, it's not princesses. Princes. <laughs> uh, they are the princes of the castle, right? So inside of my house, I must have sanctuary. Right. It's where I make the strategic plan of what we're going to do as a family to in, in our businesses and all these things. So that went as far as like we had to organize. We do this thing on Sunday called the Sunday Council. And my family and I sit down and we discuss targets for the family for the week. And we write them with dry erase with a dry erase marker on our refrigerator. We have a stainless steel refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And each one of my sons sets a target for the week. And then there's a family reward if we do it. Right. So we have established culture. My wife and I do this thing called um, the, the, I call it the wife huddle. She probably calls it the husband huddle, but three days a week we sit down, we discuss our day, what we have coming up. And then we share gratitude with each other. So I've started to create sanctuary in my castle because mm-hmm. as the King, we go out and we go to war with everything around us. Right. So the bit, the marketplace, other people, other family, and, and maybe sure it's an aggressive way of looking at it. But for me, it puts in a context, like mm-hmm. I want to hunt the Buffalo for my queen. Sure. I want to put food on the table for the princes of the castle, right? So I leave the house and I go to battle with the marketplace, with business, and I'm going to slay. Kings don't want to win the bet. They don't want to to lose the war, right? Mm -hmm. But that all comes from, I've created sanctuary in my mind, in my house, in my body. My body is, I like to think of it as like, I have weaponized my body if I have trained that day. I have weaponized my body if I have fed myself nourishment, right? But it's this weird mindset that I've adopted from you know these teachings that, I'm, that I've gone through and continue to go through, um, and Cody doesn't exactly teach that, but I actually got that from just listening to him talk and turning mm-hmm. me on to some of this other stuff. But I've adopted this mindset. And, and when you adopt that, and when you look at it at that primal level, sure, people might be listening to this and be like, that dude is a cuckoo bird. But I'm here to tell you that like, when I look at you, or not you in, in particular, when I look at a person as in, like I am at war with you, and you're looking at me as just some guy, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to get what I want before you because like I have this mindset uh, and I was sharing with my wife and she was like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but that's why you love me. Right. Like, because I think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, so that's really something that I've adopted. And, and if somebody like listening to this or, or really anybody wants to adopt that, you'll find power in that. And you'll realize that like inside the castle, if you're at war with the queen, if you're at war with the, with the princes of the castle, can you imagine trying to fight if you're in war in your mind, in your body, how are you going to go battle for business? 
Mm-hmm. You can't. If you're only fighting for business or if you're, if you're only winning the battles in there and, and, and you're not still realizing that you're in a battle outside of there, you're going to lose. Right. So that's kind of this, uh, this weird mindset that I've adopted. And it, God, it's gone such a long way for me. And especially right now, it's been very beneficial. I absolutely love that. I love yeah. the fact too of uh, sitting down with your family each week and having those meetings and setting targets for your kids. How, how many kiddos do you have? If, if you don't mind so, me asking that. So I have three, right? I have a, my oldest is 11. My uh, middle son is five. And then I have a, a, a 18 month old. My wife listens to this. And you see <laughs> uh, but so one more thing with the family culture too, is like teaching my kids to have depth, like in-depth conversations mm-hmm. so that I can yeah. continue to get yeah. fruitful. So we do this thing every night. Uh, and this is the last thing I, I'll, I'll say, we can kind of get off of that. But like, uh, we do this thing called happies and crappies, right? So we, we, my sons share one thing that's like a high point for the day. And then they share something that's a low point and all the family has to sit and listen. And it's such a great conversation starter. And it's like teaching my boys to realize that there's always something to be happy for that day. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay to have sad points, right? And it's okay to share them because as men, especially like we hold everything in, right? We don't want to mm-hmm. share nothing. You're weak if you do. I wrote a post today about uh, the, the hypothetical man card. Like you're, you're a man measured by how big your beard, how red your flannel is. When it's like, no, like, like what are you teaching your kids? Are you showing, like for you, like I'm sure you're showing your daughter what a man should be like. So when she gets older, her perception of what a man is, is going to be way different. And any dude that comes along, he's got a tall order to live up to. Absolutely. And the same thing for my son. I want to teach him how to treat women. Um, but yeah, that also all tied into creating sanctuary in my house. Yeah, I love that aspect of it too, because just like you said, that that's something. Um, if I have boys, hopefully, when, when I have boys, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> um, that's something that I'm absolutely going to steal from you. I'm going to steal it from you now, honestly, and start doing some of that with with my two girls. But uh, especially with young boys like that, I'm just thinking of myself when I was that age of having tough conversations with my dad and making him open up to me. And as mm-hmm. I got older, I lost a little bit. And if you're not practicing it for a, a long, if you're not always practicing it at what you're doing, you'll lose it. And so you right. get uncomfortable again, opening yourself back up. And it's something I've had to learn podcasting. It's something I've had to learn posting on social media and all that. And so, and, and not even if that it, you need it just for that sort of a profession, but I think that's super powerful to do with your sons at a young age to let, because you're their leader, they look at you. And if you're willing to be vulnerable with them and talk about your feelings, it's going to help them be able to do that as they grow to help them be able to prosper and um, be the men that they actually want to be instead of hiding behind their emotions so I absolutely love that that's amazing right Right. yeah and my and it's funny too because with my goal setting with the dimensions right like I'm I'm sure you've been walked through like setting 90 day targets yeah we just started we just started this week actually on the 90 day targets that's huge that was one of the biggest Mm, I love it that was one of the biggest things that I've ever done but I include like I include many layers for thing for each thing for like my relationship goal there's always something my boys and always something for my my relationship with my wife like it's like Mm -hmm. a goal or a target and that was a big realization that I got is like, you know, right now, every week I do three walks with my boys by myself without my wife mm-hmm. it gives her a break, but it also gives me an opportunity to talk to them, unplug mm-hmm. earphones, out of stone, my best. And we go for a walk. We're going to go right after this podcast, actually. Awesome. And we just, and it's nice to like, like my, my sons are used to talking to me. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, dad makes money and he comes home, eats dinner, and then he expects sex from his wife. Sure. It's like my dad, my dad goes to work. He takes us with him to his detriment sometimes and then uh, barely makes it home for a podcast and he's going to go take us and hang out with us after and still get his work done. So like, I'm trying to show them that like you can be a five dimensional leader or person 
and it's not all or one. It's, it has to be a, it has to be a, a big picture to win everything. Absolutely. That is amazing, man. It sounds like you're a, a great family man, a great dad, um, a great husband as well. And it's, it's honestly, it's awesome to be able to talk to you and, and see where you're at because I can see mentally and everything that you've gone through and your coaching, you're a step ahead of me. And so for me to be able to sit here and to be able to listen um, to you and the things that you're putting in place helps me um, fill the gap from Cody to you to be able just to have those conversations to see where I'm trying to go throughout all of this too. So it's super beneficial. And I really appreciate you taking the time to out of your day, your busy schedule with everything with, with COVID and trying to get the gyms back open and everything. I know that it has been a stressful couple months for all of us. So to be able to sit here and connect has been absolutely amazing. I'd love for you to tell everybody about your, um, where they can find you, the things that you offer, um, what you do, wherever you want to, to take people, please let them know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first and foremost, uh, I, I do, I do remote coaching as well. A lot of remote coaching and nutrition. That's a, that's a big portion of what we do. It's actually how we've kind of stayed on top of things during COVID. Um, but all that flows through my own personal uh, Instagram account. So I'm at coach Cody Smith on Instagram. You can also follow uh, both of my gyms, if you would like, we're, uh, the fitness side is at virtuous fitness WA and then jujitsu side is at pack Northwest BJJ. And then, uh, my podcast is really the last place I would want to lead anybody. They can get our conversation, which was also awesome. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the create yourself podcast on iTunes. Um, I've been recording episodes. It kind of started as something that like wasn't a big deal and I actually started it for my gym. And then it eventually grew to where like, you know, I want to have like guys like Cody and, and Chaz and, and Jeremiah and these guys on my show. Um, and it was kind of hard to link up with my coaches. So I took that over and now it's turned into its own beast of uh, something that trying to keep it all together. It's like, you sure. know, it's like the, the boat's leaking and you're like Absolutely. bailing out water constantly. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what it's turned into, but it's good. And it's something I really enjoy. So if you guys want to check that out, it would be awesome to, to have you guys to come check out some of that. I'll link that down below too. I, um, I tune and listen to your podcast too, cause you throw out a lot of good nuggets on there, man. So awesome. anybody that is looking for, um, just some help as a man, as even a woman, if you're looking for some help in your life to create some structure, you can hear it from Cody. Now he has a lot of structure. He knows where he's going and he knows what he wants and he knows what he's got to do to get there. So, uh, um, yeah, definitely go listen to that, but I appreciate you coming on, man. And, uh, hopefully we'll do this again in the future at some point. Thank you. Definitely for sure, brother. Thank you. All right. Yep. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button and to give us a rating and review. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content and free training and nutritional information. Lastly, if you've been listening to this for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, go ahead and email me at cody at virtuousfit.com, and I'll see you on the next episode.